that was our theme song for our conference this week. And uh, with your Bible open, please, at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, I want to uh, say a few comments. We're going to keep, keep it a little on the shorter side because we want to be able to deal with those cards very soon. Um, I failed to mention earlier that if you're visiting with us, if you're a first-time visitor, that uh, we'd like to give you something. Uh, gentlemen, uh, if you could get ready with those. If, if this is your first time visiting with us, would you put up your hand, please? We've got a little gift for you. We have one, two, three here, four. Anyone else to my left? First-time visitor. To my right, first-time visitor. Okay, great. Just keep your hand up. We've got a little package of things there for you. And also, there's a little card, and if you fill that card out, we'd like to send you a nice uh, letter in the mail and a gift as well. Now, I've uh, read that back in the 1500s in the shipyards in England, when the time came for the ship to depart, it was important that everybody know so that they could get on board. And uh, apparently, what they started doing was they would start calling out, all aboard, all aboard. And uh, people quickly understood that the ship was about to leave. And so they walked the gangplank and got on the ship before it left. I've read where in the 1800s, in the uh, train stations in America, they did the same thing. When the train was ready to pull out, they wanted to make sure that everyone knew. And so they'd call out, all aboard, all aboard. And then the people there would uh, make haste and get on the train and, and away it would go. Well, I'd like to uh, use that expression uh, today, all aboard in a figurative sense. Uh, to let people know that it's time. The time is now to get on board the Faith Promise Missions program. Everything's ready and we're ready to go. I believe with all my heart that if we will do our part, every one of us will do something. We do our part. God will do his part, which I believe will be a great miracle. But there's still something else. And that is, um, well, supposing that someone asked me what I thought the best outcome would be, because we're all looking forward now to the outcome. What's going to happen? What are we going to do together? I, I think I could answer that question with two words. If you were to ask me what, what I think would be the, the best outcome of our faith promise mission, I, my answer would be two words, all aboard. That would be my answer. I think that the best thing that we can do is get involved. Because you have to understand that it's God's power. When we all get involved, God will unleash his power through us to reach people all around the world. We'll be able to do miracles of supporting way more missionaries than we thought possible. We'll get back reports from the field of great things happening from these uh, missionaries. We already do get a number of great reports back from our 56 missionaries located around the world. But folks, that's just the beginning. There's seven and a half billion people out there. There's 200 countries in the world, and we've only got 56 missionaries. Uh, we've got more than one missionary per country, but even if it was one missionary per country, that's only 25% of the job done. And so there's still more work that needs to be done. But what I'm saying is this. The best thing that we can do is just get involved. The amount, uh, you need to get that from God. You need to go to God and say, how much do you want me to, to give? But uh, as long as we get full participation, that would be the victory. That would bring the most pleasure to God. 
We've learned it from the scriptures that as we get involved, it's a sacrifice well-pleasing in God's eyes. So it's something for everyone is what we're saying. Let's have a word of prayer, and then I want to direct your attention to a few thoughts, and then we'll get to those cards. Heavenly Father, we ask now that you would please open the eyes of our understanding. Help us to see the importance of what it is we're about to do. Dear Father God, I pray maybe for someone here today who wasn't planning on being part of Faith Promise, that you would show him or her the importance of that in their life, that this is something important for them, not just for the missionaries and unsaved people, but for them as a believer. This is important. Our Heavenly Father, all we can do is the best we can do. And even the best we can do won't scratch the surface of the need, but it's never been our power. It's always been your power. Like the little key, Father, that we put in the ignition of the car, and uh, roar the engine to life, and uh, it can carry five, six, or more passengers. All we had to do was put in the key. Father, the key here is involvement. Help us to see that today. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we go any further, I suppose I should ask each of you this question. And I think it has to do with your relationship with the Lord. Do you want to reach your full potential as a Christian before God. What do you want to do? Do you want to reach your full potential? Because if you do, I believe with all my heart, you need to be involved with worldwide missions. We call it faith promise missions. If you want to reach your full potential, you need to be involved with the gospel, propagating the gospel around the world, and that's done through missionaries. And you can have a part in that. Uh, Now, to do this, you need to make a decision You need to make a decision today to get on board. Now, we don't want anyone left out. I want to reach my full potential. I think you want to reach your full full potential, I think. And it means we got to get on the gospel train here together. Today is the day. Now is the time. Do it today. When you go to the train station and the conductor calls out those words, all aboard, it's still up to you whether you get on the train or not. It's your decision. No one's going to force you or push you on the train. Uh, But if you don't get on the train, you will not get to your desired destination. You got to get on the train. If you want to reach your full potential as a Christian for the Lord, you need to get on the train. You need to be part of worldwide missions. Now, our church is only one church among I don't know how many around the world, but we are one definite church. We are the Lord's church. And we're involved with the Lord's work all around the world. Our 56 missionaries are really spread out. And we've got, uh, well, uh, as the world turns, the sun never sets. Right now, the sun never sets on our missionary family all around the world. Now, that's amazing in itself. But, you know, the work is just beginning. There's still room for more. Very important. Faith Promise Missions is not something that we can force on people. Why? Because it's voluntary It's voluntary, and um, it's still up to you. The only way we have is to encourage you to get on board by praying for you and uh, teaching you biblical principles and inviting you to do so. Uh, So I say it again, all aboard, all aboard. Now is the time. Now, as I think about it, it seems to me that many Bible 
believing churches never do reach their full potential with the gospel even though they've been around for many years and even though they've grown quite large they never seem to reach their full potential and I was wondering why that was and as I thought about it uh, seven reasons come to mind number one is that new members in the church are not being taught about missions and the need and faith promise and what it's all about they're not being taught number two many of the Christians become carnal minded that means very worldly minded now we heard from our brother brother Nelson that after he got saved he kind of went through a bit of a, a difficult time he got more involved with the world in a carnal kind of way and then the Lord dealt with him and he came back praise the Lord well that can happen to any Christian it can happen to any pastor no Christian is immune and carnal worldly thinking will definitely stunt our spiritual growth um, being backslidden backsliding is the end of a carnal mind if you have trouble with your mind and you're thinking about carnal things usually all day long and worldly lusts and greeds and things the end result of that is backsliding it won't be long before you stop attending church. I know that uh, by the time you stop attending church, you've already stopped reading the Bible. You've stopped praying. And uh, backsliding is just the end result of having a carnal mind. A fourth reason is lack of faith. Christians in a church that think, well, I can't afford to do anything. There's nothing that I can do. Folks, we have to understand that it's never been up to us. It's not our power. It's God's power through us. Because the idea is when God tells you, I want you to give this much, and we may say, well, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And the Lord says, will you trust me? You trust me. You just start doing it and I'll start giving you the supply. And as we, by faith, start giving, the supply starts coming. You know, when Jesus walked on the water and Peter said, Lord, if it, if it be thee, bid me come to thee. And then Jesus said, come. And so then Peter exercised faith in what the Lord Jesus said and he stepped out of the boat and started walking on the water. Now, you can't tell me that's not cool walking on the water and it was going great until Peter got his eyes off Jesus and onto the angry waves and then down he went and he cried out Lord save me three word prayer but it worked and the Lord Jesus was right there and caught him before he drowned we give by faith Lord what what wouldst thou have me to do and the Lord tells you and you may say oh, I can't do that and the Lord says I know you can't but I can through you and together we'll have a great time and so that's what faith promise is all about it's never been up to us our power it's just up to our faith uh, another reason why I think a lot of churches never reach their full potential is by thinking that what they have to give is not enough oh I just have just a few dollars that I can give or you know a small amount and what good is that why that sounds a lot like when Jesus had the big crowd of 5,000 men plus women and children and he said to his disciples well feed them and the disciples said Lord you want us to feed this big crowd you know, Jesus says, what do you got? Well, we've got one boy with a little lunch, five loaves and two fish. And their next words, but what is that among so many? Isn't that sound like sometimes a Christian? Lord, you want me to be part of the gospel around the world and all I've got is just a little wee bit that I can give? What is that among so many? And the Lord says, make the people sit down. 
and he took the five loaves and two fish. And I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And he fed 5,000 hungry men, plus the women, plus the children. There could have been upwards of 10,000 people that got fish sandwiches that day and fish sandwiches to the full. They were full. And not only that, the disciples went up out to gather the fragments and they put them in baskets. And how many baskets did they get that day? 12. One basket for each disciple. There's a, a take-home lesson, a little bit of homework for you to show you that God is able. So never, never discount what, what you have to give to the Lord. Little is much when God is in it. Another reason I think why many churches never reach their full potential is that some Christians are saying, well, you know, I'm not going to be here very long. I'll be moving away soon in a few months or six months or something. I, I'm going to be moving away. And so there's no sense in me getting involved. Well, listen, this is still your church today. It's still your church today. Your faith promise is meant for one year, for 12 months. And wherever you go, all you do is just mail that back in. You say, why? Because we'll take the money and start supporting missionaries. And if six months down the road, you move and you stop your faith promise, then that's going to hurt the missionaries that are depending on that. And so wherever you go, you just simply mail it in until your one year is up. We've had some people that have had to move out of province. And so what they did was they just made up in one lump sum the rest of their faith promise. We took it and put it in a special account and we divided it up a little bit each week over the number of months that was left of the 12-month promise and everything is good. But you have to understand it's a promise not made to the church. It's a promise made to God. And the last, the seventh reason why I think that many churches don't seem to reach their full potential is because some of the people are just not saved. And you get that. In many churches, you'll have people that are not born again. They're nice people. They attend sometimes more regular and faithful than some of the Christians, but they're not born again. And so because of that, talk about faith promise and missions and giving, and it just doesn't mean much to them. They don't understand the, the concept of it. Now, what about our church here at Grace Baptist? Have we reached our full potential yet? And as the pastor, I think I can safely say, not yet. You say, why is that? We've been doing it for some years. Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, we're still growing in attendance. We're still growing. We've got uh, new, new Christians added and they need, need to learn to, uh, the, the principles and to get on board. Number two is that some of us are still struggling with sin. And sometimes we fall off the bandwagon. So what, what do we need? We need revival. We need to get revived and get back on bandwagon with the Lord. And of course, number three, we're all still growing in our faith. But the good news, folks, is that if we keep at it, we stand an excellent chance of reaching our full potential with the gospel before Jesus comes back. And if you're watching world news, listen, it's got to be talking to your heart. The Holy Spirit has got to be telling you, hey, the days are getting short. Hey, the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Hey, we better get serious about living for Jesus. We stand an excellent chance of reaching full potential before Jesus comes back. Now, as an individual Christian here today, you, yes sir, you, yes ma'am, you, you can reach your full potential with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But as a church, 
I don't know if we will reach our full potential today. You see, the only way we can know if we've got all on board is those uh, faith promise cards. Wherever they went, there's one right there. Those faith promise cards. If this little zip-off portion, if the number of cards that come in is equal to the attendance of our church. And then, of course, the money follows. Only then will we know that we have reached full potential. Because we're saying all aboard. We're not saying give everything you've got. The amount isn't the most critical thing. It's getting on board. That's the most critical thing. Um, we're going to try and explain that a, a little bit more here. But first, what is the ultimate purpose of our 2018 missions conference? Because we do a missions conference like this every year. Uh, last year, uh, we had another banner up there, another theme. This is this year's banner and theme, Go, Every Tongue, Tribe, and Nation. What is the ultimate purpose? Now, the ultimate purpose of this missions conference, listen carefully, is not N-O-T is not just for raising money for missionaries so that they can go and live in foreign lands. That's not the ultimate purpose of our missions conference. If all you think, if all you see is this money, then you've missed the ultimate purpose of the missions conference. You've missed missions as a whole, in fact. You've, you've got to be able to look past the numbers, look past the finances, and understand why it is that missionaries are giving their lives to go to foreign countries. You have to understand that. And you have that here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Look at it briefly with me. And uh, Paul is basically giving his burden here in verses um, 15 and 16. And uh, particularly verse 16, he sort of sums it up. He says, to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. And so we need to understand here that the ultimate purpose of a missions conference like this um, is to make possible the salvation message of Jesus Christ to be spread all over the world so that every person will have opportunity to hear and believe. In other words, to preach the gospel in regions beyond where Christ was not named. Now that was Paul's desire. He didn't want to build upon another man's labors. He wanted to go beyond where Christ was not being preached. That was what was in his heart and mind. He wanted to press forward and press, press as far as he could for as long as he could. He wanted to keep pressing onward to reach his full potential as a Christian and as a missionary for the Lord Jesus. Now I'll remind you of something. Jesus Christ himself came to earth and preached the gospel of salvation to reach his potential also because he also had a potential. In Luke 4.43, he said these words. Jesus said, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. Every man, woman who knows Christ, every missionary, every pastor, every believer has a will of God before them. And to reach our full potential, we need to do the whole will of God. When we've done everything that God has asked us to do in life, we have reached our full potential. If you want to reach your full potential for Christ, you have to think about this matter of the, the gospel. 
worldwide propagation of the gospel because you've got that commission, my friend, and so do I, and so does every Bible-believing church. We've been given it by our Lord Jesus Christ. Those are our marching orders. And so one day we'll stand before him and we'll give account for this. We have an opportunity right now to help reach our full potential by getting involved today with faith promise missions. I believe that with all my heart, otherwise I wouldn't be here today. Now, Paul, Apostle Paul, was perhaps one of the very best missionaries that we can ever point to. How did he begin? You needn't turn there, but in Acts chapter 9 and verse 6, Paul was praying to Jesus, and it says, And he, trembling and astonished, said, listen carefully, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? That was his prayer. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Please say those words with me. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? I hope you can pray that prayer from your heart today and say, Lord, I belong to you. What do you want me to do? What is your will for my life? God will show you, and then you do it by faith. If God said to you, go over here, and you said, why, Lord? And God says, I'll tell you that later, but just first you go over here. You have a decision to make. Will I? Will I not? For those who say, I don't have to understand. I just have to obey. They'll go. The Lord will show them. It comes like that with faith promise. You know something? The New Testament churches also prayed this type of prayer. They kept pressing onward to reach their full potential in supporting gospel preaching missionaries. And I want to stress to you, it hasn't changed. It's the same today. We've got the same gospel. We've got the same mandate. Now we've got telephones and uh, telegraphs and things like that. But we've got the same marching orders from our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus told us several times, Matthew chapter 28, uh, Acts chapter 1, he told us to, to go into the world to preach his gospel. And uh, uh, the local church today is still sending out missionaries and financing it, pressing on to regions beyond. Many years ago, Dr. Oswald J. Smith of the People's Church in Toronto used to say these words, why should the unsaved people of Canada get to hear the gospel two and three times when others in the world have never even heard it once? Now, that's, that's, a, that's a, a good question. That's a good question, isn't it? Dr. Smith was pressing on to regions beyond. He was wanting to reach his full potential. And that's the ultimate purpose. That's the bottom line, folks. That's what it's all about, is full potential. If you were to ask me, what would I think the greatest outcome of this mission conference is, I would say, all aboard. I would say, let's reach our full potential. In order for the missionaries to do their job and to reach lost souls, they must have certain needs looked after. And those needs include prayer, daily prayer, and finance. And that's when God uses churches like us. You say, why do missionaries need money? Now, that's actually a good question. Why do missionaries need money? What do they do with the money? Well, number one is they got to get to the field. God's called them to the field. That takes money. Number two, they have to live on the field, on the missionary field. That takes money. Number three, they have to rent a building to meet in. That takes money. Uh, number four, they need to purchase seating. They need to purchase materials. They need to purchase supplies to minister to those people. 
And then when they've got a good church going there and it's sound in the faith, they bring in another man and train him if need be, and he becomes the pastor, and then they move deeper into the nation, carrying out their ministry as God expands their boundary lines. It's all for the purpose of the gospel message of Jesus Christ to spread it further and further so that every lost soul might have a chance to hear what it means to be saved and born again. Now this might bring up a question in someone's mind. How far do we take this salvation message of Jesus Christ? Is there any limit? The answer is yes. There is a limit. Now if you would turn back to the Gospel of Mark, you will see it. Mark chapter 16. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So go to Mark chapter 16. The Bible puts a limit on how far we are to take this message of salvation. Mark chapter 16, Mark chapter 16, and verse number 15, Mark 16, 15, answers this question for us. Please read the verse with me out loud. Everyone reading, please. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So as you can see here from the gospel of Mark, the limit that Jesus Christ set on the Great Commission and on the gospel, the limit is all the people on earth. That's the limit. After we've reached all the people on earth, you can't take it any further than that. We've reached the limit. And therefore, we, us, we have God's ordained authority and responsibility given to us, to his local churches, but we're one of his churches, to send missionaries everywhere. We have that ordained authority from God to do what we're doing. Throughout the world, we are to send them. Everywhere there are people. But this is the ultimate purpose of the Faith Promise Missions Conference for everyone in the church to reach his or her full potential as it relates to the gospel. Because if you're here and you're saved, you have a responsibility with the gospel to reach the whole world. If you're here and you're not saved, you don't have that responsibility to reach the whole world. You have the responsibility to get saved, to receive Jesus Christ, to be washed clean from your sins. But if you've already been born again, that's happened to you. You've got the new life to back it up. Change in the life, happy change. Christ comes into your life. You're saved, born again. You have the given, been given the responsibility to take that now and take it around the world. And you know that you can't do that. That's impossible. That's when God sends missionaries. He sends them to us so that we can sort of send them on their way. We support them. And so by sitting here in church we can reach the entire world through missions. That's what, that's what the missions is about. But the ultimate purpose of our Faith Promise Conference is all aboard, everyone getting involved. That's why I said earlier, if you have a child in, in junior church, you're going to want to get a card for him or for her. If you have a loved one that's normally here, but they're not here today, or a friend, pick up a card for them so that they can get involved. What we want to see this year more than ever before is total involvement all aboard in order to reach our full potential for Jesus Christ. Now something else our church has done to help reach our full potential is we started a full-time Bible college. Now that's a lot of work. Say, why would you do that? We did it so we could help train future missionaries and church planters and pastors and teachers. Now just look at the wall over there. 
There's Canada represented there. It says Canada missions. There's a large map of Canada. We got some more of our decorations in. Our complete decorations are not all in yet, but we've got every flag uh, in the Dominion of Canada represented up there on the wall. And we've got a number of uh, missionaries. Uh, we've got about 14 missionaries for Canada right there. And what we want to see are more churches in Canada. Say, why? I'll tell you a little secret. Canada's a wide open mission field. You cannot do in communist countries what you can do here in Canada. In Canada, we can get churches started. We can go door to door. Listen, even in the States, you're not allowed to put things mailbox to mailbox. Is that right, brother? Yeah, you can in Canada. In Canada, you can take tracts and put them in mailbox to mailbox. You're allowed to do that. We, we do have certain freedoms of speech. We do have certain freedoms still in this country. And we can go out and preach the gospel and win souls and we can start churches. And we need a lot more missionaries in Canada. It's a wide open mission field. You say, what will that do? Every one of those churches then will begin sending out missionaries. We can reach the world just from Canada. Do you realize that? Did you know that Canada, the uh, farmers' fields of Canada, listen to this, did you know that we as a nation can produce enough potatoes to feed the entire world? Did you know that? Even here in little old Canada, we have the potential to feed the entire world. Say, why aren't we doing it? I'm not a politician. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. But I do know this. We have a responsibility before God to reach the world with the gospel. You say, well, what if they won't believe? That's not our responsibility. You can't force them, right? It's like faith promise. We can't force you to get involved. But if you want to reach your desired destination of your full potential for God, you need to get on board today. In just a few minutes, we're going to take a look at those cards and we're going to have prayer and we're going to fill them out and zip them off and collect them up and hand them in. That's going to be our invitation today. In just a couple of minutes, you're going to have that opportunity. But there's our mission field there, but our mission field doesn't stop at Canada. Take a look over here on this side. On this wall, we've got all the rest of the world. And uh, all of those picture frames with all those uh, families there, those are all missionaries that our church supports. And you'll see that there's room for more. We put room for three on this side, three on that side. Uh, over there, three and three. You add up all those threes, there's a dozen missionaries. You say each one will cost our church $100 a month. So 12 missionaries is $1,200 a month. So where is that money going to come from? God. Yeah. How are we going to get it? By faith. That's how it's done. But it's going to require everyone on board. The amount you give isn't as critical as the fact that you're on board doing it. That's the critical thing. So it's very important, again, I ask you, do you want to re reach your full potential? Then you need to get involved. Well, there's more things we could say, but we won't. But I'm telling you this, you really can reach your full potential. As a Christian man, woman, young person, you can reach your full potential with the gospel. And getting involved with faith promise is really going to help you. It really will. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing it. So I guess what I'm here today, right now, to say is two words. Do you know what they are? Say it with me. All aboard. Our invitation this morning is going to be a pen and a faith promise card. 
Like the Apostle Paul, he prayed, Lord, what will you have me to do? And so let's do this together right now. Take out your card. Take out your faith promise card and get a pen. Get it all ready. Now, maybe you don't know what it is God would have you to do. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, what you're going to do then is not put in a card. What, what you're going to do then is you're going to be praying throughout the day. Lord, what would you want me to do? What, what do you want me to do, Lord? And then at our service tonight, then you can put in a card tonight. You say, well, what if I don't know tonight? Well, are you really praying? Yeah, I am. Well, then give it another week because it won't take long. God will show you. Now, don't be filling it in yet. Don't do it yet. You're getting ahead of me. I know this church, people love to look on the next page and see what's coming. I've struggled with that for years and years with this church. We like to get ahead a little bit, but we want to do it together. And so we're going to bow our heads and pray once more. So let's have every head bowed and every eye closed.